Have you ever thought about what it takes to grow an impressive following on social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn? How about the effort and strategy behind turning that following into a source of income? Welcome to the Influencer Breakdown Podcast with your hosts, Dan Pinkard and Jake Potter Rivera. This is your place to hear from and learn about the people who have made it as influencers. Hello and welcome to episode eight. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Jake. In this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not going to focus on an influencer specifically, but instead we're going to talk about how to begin a YouTube channel. Uh, Dan, why don't you go ahead and just share with them why we're going to do that this episode? Yeah, so we wanted to switch it up a little bit. We've obviously done quite a few episodes now. We've done seven where we've either interviewed or talked about social media influence and influencers and heard from them what their experience has been like. So we wanted to take this episode and take a lot of the things we've learned and a lot of the just the things that we know from our own experience and our own research and be able to to actually give you if if you're listening to this podcast because you want to become a social media influencer, we want to take some episodes here and there to actually give you action steps of this is how you practically get started. So we are doing this one to to talk about YouTube specifically. Um, and if you are interested in becoming a full-time YouTuber and, and getting a source of income from YouTube, then the purpose of this episode is to kind of get you started on the right steps to be successful, not just not not necessarily immediately with virality, but for long-term success. Yeah, I mean, when we first started this podcast, one of the very first things that we told you guys is that uh, the whole point is to educate people who are interested in this, whether you want to be an influencer or you're just very interested in what it takes to be an influencer, um, or you're just a follower of one of the influencers that we've talked about on the show, this is the opportunity for you to learn about what it actually takes to begin a YouTube channel. Our own opinions, plus some of the things that we've learned, we'll throw into there. Um, let me just take a second and remind everybody that if you haven't already and you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere really that allows it, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. It helps out so much if you're willing to give us a review. Five stars is obviously the best review that you can give us. Also, we always do an after show on our Patreon. For those fans, we call them our TIBP VIPs, <laughs> which will never get old. But basically, you can become a VIP supporter of this show. Your support helps us create new episodes that you love to listen to. And then, of course, as an incentive to do that, we offer an after show about 15 minutes after every single show where we go into a deep dive, offer some opinions and whatnot, and have more of a conversation about what went on that episode and, and, and the people that we talked about. Um, so you can go ahead. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Influencer Breakdown Podcast to sign up for that and become a TIBP VIP. Yeah. So obviously $5 is not a crazy amount for you guys, but it really does just, it means a lot to us and it also makes a big difference in just helping us uh, to be able to keep creating content because we all both have other things to do and uh, just your support for us as individuals as content creators it just goes a long way so we really appreciate that and also another thing that you can do is just share the podcast with your friends I mean just post an, your favorite episode on Facebook and just tell people hey check out this podcast yeah or hit that little share button and copy the link and send it to your best friend or your spouse or something like that say hey I think you'd enjoy listening to that pod to that this podcast and especially this episode go ahead and share that to anybody that you know know that has thought about creating a YouTube channel. And I know so many people that would that would absolutely benefit from what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started and begin talking about how to begin your own YouTube channel. Yeah. So biggest question that comes to mind immediately is when and why to begin a channel? Why should I and when is the right time to really take that that step and really start my YouTube channel? Yeah. So honestly, this depends a lot on your own personal situation in life, um, what your expertise, your interests, uh, and your long-term desires are for that YouTube channel. So the first thing that we would say is, is just sit down and maybe get a piece of paper and pen and write, write down what your long-term passion is and what your goals are in life, not even necessarily just in, in your career, but just in life. What, what is your passion? What are your goals for life? And that is the, the very first place that you want, because the whole conversation about starting a YouTube channel can get very, very complicated. Uh, so you want to start with the very basics and just figure out where do you want to be 15 years from now? 
Yeah, I really want to preface to those who are listening that starting a YouTube channel is not a necessary necessarily spur of the moment decision. And yes, people do start YouTube channels spur of the moment, but the effort that it goes into consistently create content on a regular basis that is of high quality is not something that happens sporadically. You cannot just you know, here and there, tend to your YouTube channel here and there, edit your video a little bit and do it half heartedly and, and create a YouTube channel that is uh, designed to grow. And we've talked about this in the past that really with any YouTube channel, how fast it's going to grow is is based a lot on luck. But what you want to do as the as the user of YouTube is to prepare your channel for that growth, which would mean, you know, if you have a backlog of high quality content that when you do hit that one viral video, the viewer who wants to click through and see the next one on your channel can find something similar that's going to spike their interest and convert them to a long term subscriber and, and follower of you. Now, that's something that's not going to just happen um, out of the blue. You know, you're not going to be able to create a YouTube channel tomorrow because you had a dream last night. I, I, here's a great example. How many of us go to bed at night and right before bed, you're like, man, tomorrow I'm waking up. I'm starting my new diet. I'm going to start working out every single day. And then what happens when the alarm clock goes off in the morning? <laughs> you don't do it. You're not going to do it. Snooze. Yeah. It's got to be something that you have some some passion about. I mean, I, I started a YouTube channel after wanting to do YouTube since I was a kid, since seeing it, you know, from so long ago. And even then, it's still so difficult to keep up with it. It's so difficult to produce content on a regular basis that is of high quality. And, and that just reaffirms to me from my own personal experience that you can't just have the dream yesterday and start it tomorrow and expect it to turn out as something as, as, that you see successful on YouTube right now. Yeah, and that I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize getting into it. They think of YouTube as something that Oh, I'll just take an hour and make and film a video and post it and and maybe make a little side money off of a YouTube channel. That's not really how it works. It is a it should be a long-term decision that you're going to commit to something and you're going to do it consistently and do it with a lot of effort. And so, and that's why uh, when we're talking about sitting down with a piece of paper and, and a pen and writing down what your long-term goals are. It's because this, like you said, this is not just something that you can just have the dream one day and, and make it happen the next because those those dreams come and go. This is something that's long term. And so you want to you want to figure out, like you said, the first thing we're talking about is is when and why you're beginning your channel. Uh, you want to figure out the the why before you start with the what. And so you sit down and start writing down your vision, your long term plan. And then start start figuring out what you're actually interested in, what what expertise you have, what do you have to offer to the digital world, you know? Yeah, maybe I can put out some examples of reasons or or the the whys you would create a YouTube channel. But you know, for somebody it might be I, I've been a hobby artist for my entire life. I really would love to be able to show that to people. I know that I'm probably not going to become a professional um, artist that's selling all their work and having galleries and whatnot, but I do have the skill and the personality to create an art channel. Well, that might be the why that you've been considering. Maybe you're somebody, I, I think of this often as like, I can get easily lost in and watching like maybe like barber videos or something like that. So maybe you're a barber, you already have uh, something that you're already doing well and YouTube could potentially just be expanding that income or just expanding your network if you're not able to monetize your YouTube. So maybe you're already doing something. You're a barber or a hairdresser. You you dye hair you know for a living and you think that you could easily create content on that. Uh, maybe you have always wanted to be a director you know, or a videographer and you want to create something. Maybe you own a photography business business like Dan does and you want to show people, you know, what your what you're able to do with photography, you want to be able to give advice on that and whatnot and expand that. There's many reasons why to create a YouTube channel, um, but you really need to make sure that when you're getting into that, that that why isn't just a spur of the moment passion. If I am somebody who has never filmed a video or done a skit, done any acting in my entire life and I say, I want to create a skit YouTube channel because so and so does it well. Uh, that's not going to end up being a good reason to, I'm not a trained actor. I don't have any, not saying that every YouTuber is a trained actor, but I ha I've never had a passion for that in the past, just because you see somebody else successful and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's enough. And I think that that is definitely apparent. If you look at the beauty community on YouTube, you cannot, 
you are you will not succeed well in the YouTube beauty community if you didn't already have a passion for beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have a passion for YouTube and and use beauty as the outlet to to succeed in that. You need a passion for beauty and YouTube just so happens to be the means that you show people that passion. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost. They they decide I want I've heard on this podcast, somebody's listening, they're a TIBP VIP, they listen to all of our episodes, they're, <laughs> they're after show subscribers, and they hear, whoa, these people are making a lot of money through YouTube. I want to start a YouTube channel because I want money. What is a way that I can that I can make money from YouTube? And then they look at somebody and they're like, oh, they're successful doing this type of video. I should do that type of video. And that's how some people get started with this whole process of deciding uh, what their passion is, quote unquote passion, because it's not a real passion. They're literally just looking at somebody and trying to copy it. But the real way to do it is, like you're saying, it's to actually have something that you care about, you're already interested in. And finding a way to take that, and even if it's not super clear, pretty much anything anyone does, any any passion somebody has, there is a way to turn it into a YouTube channel. And so you have to look at your personal life, your personal passions, your interests, and figure out how can I flip this to be a YouTube channel. Yeah, and and really, really, there is unlimited room for expansion on YouTube. There are constant new viewers, people who are, you know, as generations get older, the new generations grow up, start using YouTube more and more often. And I mean, just the other day on Creator on the Rise, I saw a gentleman from the South who he, he just like, bakes food in like like large family style barbecues and does like these really poor quality video i don't even know the name of him but i'll tell you something like if you have ever watched mukbang of like people eating like lobsters and stuff like that but you want to see the person who creates those meals of like these giant dishes of lobster and crab or whatever i mean he's just the guy to watch it was kind of a weird content but what it shows you is that there's always somebody to watch something out there you can always find your niche but it's more important that you start with the thing that you're passionate about in the first place so that you have the passion that's going to continue when you don't see those numbers growing the way that you imagined or dreamed of them growing yeah and and we can tell you we'll, we'll talk about this more in the after show but we can tell you from experience that the numbers are not going to it's Unless you're really lucky, they're not going to just take off with your first video. Yeah. And so you do have to have something that you're willing to stick it out because you enjoy what you're doing. And even no matter how much you hear that, it's going to be a hard reality. Because <laughs> yeah. because yeah. even if you hear from every single person, you are still going to have this deep hope within you that, man, if, if I could just be the one that does explode, if I could just have the one video that does hit trending on my very first video. It's like, usually the people who do that, they didn't have the longing for that. It's a complete shock to them, but the people who have the longing for it, they better buckle in for the long haul to grow those numbers the way that they want them to. Yeah, plus you don't realize how much effort goes into making the video, and so once you actually start doing it, and you realize, I put in all of this effort, and Mm. then you have such little response, That's. but again, we'll get into that later. Uh, But all that to say, find something that you are interested in, something that you can really uh, be motivated yeah. with and, and, and something that you have value to, to offer. It doesn't have to be a crazy, you don't have to be the industry leading expert, but you have some sort of value, whether it's a talent, your creative skill, or a lot of knowledge in an area, something, some sort of value you can offer, whether it's entertainment or informational. Yeah. So why should you create a YouTube channel? Well, because you have a passion about something that you feel could be shared well on the internet. When should you create a YouTube channel? After considering it for a while and making sure that you have at least the internal desire to be buckled up for the long haul to really build that channel to something that would be impressive and valuable. Or if you don't want that, if your goal is to just share on YouTube and regardless of the numbers or whatnot, um, you just want to be somebody who creates YouTube videos just for your own sake. That's fine too, and maybe you know. But just understand that that's your goal. You know, so you're going to go at it a little bit differently there. So what you let's talk about what you need to begin a channel. Now this is probably the number one looked up question when it comes to somebody who wants to create a YouTube channel. I'm on so many small YouTube page. Facebook forums and Reddit forums and this and that. You go through small YouTube growth channels. You look through the comments. The number one thing that you can always find is, well, what do I need? What kind of gear do I need? What kind of camera do I need? What kind of software should I use? What kind of software pairs best with this hardware? What kind of hardware should I get to use this software? This and there's so many questions about what do you actually need to start a YouTube channel? Yeah, and and this conversation gets a little bit more complicated 
when you start thinking about different types of, of channels. So if you want to do something that's really cinematic, it's going to be a little bit more complicated. But I think for the most part, we're just gonna focus on the gear that you need for, for a generic YouTube channel where you're just either talking in front of the camera or just doing a vlog style YouTube channel, something that's pretty generic, not, not really uh, advanced in that sense. Uh, but Jacob, I don't, you, you have started your, your channel, uh, fairly recently. My, my wife and I, we obviously have, we have a photography business and so we had a yeah, lot of the equipment. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had a little bit of an advantage yeah, starting Dan's out. Dan's like, Oh, well we already have $10,000 worth of film equipment. So we'll just go <laughs> ahead and make this video. No, well, I mean, my wife and I, we started our channel from, you know, pretty much no equipment. She had an old DSLR um, that she had, you know, in high school that her parents had given her. It was definitely not set up for filming. And, it, you know, it shot 1080p, 30 FPS and only did 20 minute clips. But it did the job. And we also had our cell phones. Um, and basically any video that you watch out there is going to say start with your cell phone. And there's a reason. It's because. To be honest, I, I mean, I think I would assume that the numbers are somewhere like 90 plus percent of people that start a YouTube channel quit, you know, mm -hmm. and not I'm not trying to, you know, put out a number that's super exaggerating because I could say it's 99 percent, but it's probably a lot. And the reason is because YouTube is free to start. So anybody with a dream and a hope will wake up and start a YouTube channel, press, you know, record their first video and whatnot. So I would tell anybody, you know, if you wanted to start, I personally do believe that you should, if you can invest a little bit of money right off the get go. And the reason, and that might be contrary to what other people say, but the reason is because I believe that if you invest, a, even if it's just a little bit of money into it, it'll, it'll be part of the motivation to make you accountable to doing it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, with starting this this podcast, Dan and I talk about how easy it is to start these things. And we decided that, hey, if we want to do it, we ought to do it together because then we have accountability to keep doing it. And let me tell you something. It's not easy to do every single episode. You're not always thrilled. Life still has to go on around you. You might be having a bad day or something and you realize, well, the episode's got to come out. And, and if I don't do it, then I'm letting down the person that I'm doing it with. But just or, my or I'll be on vacation and you're traveling back from uh, yeah, Maine and or I've got to sit in my hot car with the air conditioning <laughs> off at 90 degrees out because it's the only thing that's going to be you know decent sound quality and i got to record the episode i mean we just did that a couple weeks ago yeah, you know yeah. uh, but you just you do it because you've got somebody else in it but let me just say what you need well start with start with what you have and i would say at the very least go on on um amazon and order yourself a ten dollar lapel mic mm -hmm. or a or a ten dollar little led ring light attachment to your phone or something like this something small that's going to improve your video just a little bit either a little bit of a better mic i would say if you're starting with like an iphone camera always upgrade the mic first if you're starting with bad lighting always upgrade the lighting first you know but but just like you know spend 10 bucks go to walmart and buy a desk lamp that you can direct towards yourself because all that that's going to do is it's going to give you a little bit more accountability to actually do it. Hey, I, last week I spent 10 bucks on this mic and I said that I'd have a video up this week. So I'm going to do it because I'm not just a waster of $10. <laughs> yeah. And, and getting back into the, uh, the idea of accountability, like you mentioned, accountability is huge. It, it's so easy to start something. And then if you don't have people holding you accountable, if you're not doing it with somebody else, it can be easy to fall, fall away from it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I would say and this isn't really along the lines of what you need to begin a channel, but it fits into the conversation we're having. So I'm going to say it is if you are deciding to, to begin a channel channel and you are serious about it, tell all of your friends and family, I am going to post a video every single week for the next five weeks, whatever, something like that, where, where you are saying publicly, I am going to, to share a video on here on Facebook, whatever, uh, every single week. And I want you to hold me accountable. I want you to ask me about it and watch my videos. Some people are a little bit shy to sh say something like that in front of everyone, but it is a great way to, you You know everyone's watching you, you know everyone's mm -hmm. expecting that from you. And so then there's a little bit more pressure to do it even if you don't feel like it. Uh, so accountability is huge, so. Yeah, with you could you could even message your best friends, and this is one thing that in, in episode two Austin said, is that you can, have that core group of friends you create like a facebook message chat with them and you share your videos ask them to hype hype them up in the beginning give them some likes and whatnot to get the ball rolling but also you could tell those same people hey also i want you guys to ask me my videos are going to come out on wednesday i want you to ask me on sunday have i filmed and edited i want you to ask me on tuesday is my video ready to go up 
you know, and as long as you got the right people, somebody will ask you and keep you accountable and it'll keep you keep the ball rolling when it's the most difficult, which is the times when you're putting 20 hours a week into editing because you don't know the editing software yet and whatnot. And you're only getting two likes on your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the difficult times. It really is. Yeah, it is. But getting so getting into to what gear you should actually have. Obviously, like like Jacob said, starting out, you don't need to spend ten thousand dollars and have all this crazy equipment. So like I said, my wife and I own a photography business. We have a lot of cameras. We have, uh, we also do videography for weddings. And so we have some audio equipment. We have a lot of those things that you need to start a YouTube channel and do it with a really high standard of quality. But you don't, and I know sometimes it's hard to hear people who have that stuff say this, but you do not need all of that stuff to get started. Yeah, you really uh, don't. It, you can you can get started with, with your iPhone camera. I mean, if you have the newer iPhones, the camera is incredible. So you can start with the iPhone camera and just a cheap microphone. If you get a lapel microphone, which is the little microphone that attaches, uh, it's just attaches to your shirt, the tiny little one that you see uh, on somebody's shirt collar or wherever, a little lapel microphone can go a long way in producing high quality audio and you have decent video from your your phone that's all you really need decent and then just get some natural light if you don't have any light lighting equipment that is all you need to get started now once you get started you might want to think about well what are the next steps what what gear do i need next what should my first upgrade be in terms of gear so jacob Jacob, you've obviously gone through this more yeah. recently. So what are your thoughts on what you should prioritize in upgrading your gear? Yeah, well, let me put a little plug in youtube.com forward slash Jake and Kate. And I have a um, uh, review on that channel of we upgraded our camera for the first time a couple months ago. We were able to do some work and save up a little bit and, and made sure that it was a decent purchase for us. And I think that the order should basically go like this. If you are somebody who, if you only film during the day and you have really good natural light where you film, then lighting is not going to be the first thing that you worry about. But if you are somebody who you have a different filming schedule, maybe you like to film at night, blah, blah, blah. Lighting is going to have to be that first thing because mm-hmm. without a good source of light, no video camera can make a camera look good or <laughs> look, make a, make footage look good. So, you know, going on to Amazon, spending 20 bucks on, on, on some LED lights or, or maybe, you know, some box lights, some soft box lights. I, and I heard you're selling some on the Facebook marketplace. I'm literally <laughs> selling the ones that we bought because our future plans, they're not going to fit where we're going to live. But, uh, you know, that is something that you can do is you can sell or you can buy something. <laughs> I'm thinking of selling. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> messing me up there <laughs> now. So you can you can buy a couple little lights, you know, um, even just some adjustable LED smart bulbs in your lamps will help as long as you can bring up not only the light, but also be able to adjust the color a little bit. You want to balance between yellow and white light. You don't want it to be too blown out. You don't want it to look too yellow and and whatnot and fill a room with light. Okay. That's definitely going to be one of the first things that you should upgrade. Um, your, your, uh, mic 100%. There are almost no cameras out there that come with a good mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just how it is. Can't the nicer the camera you get, the more reasonable the camera manufacturer thinks it is that you're going to spend a lot on a mic. Isn't that crazy? You buy a $50,000 camera and they're like, well, of course you're going to buy a mic for this. You just bought a $50,000 camera. You know, you go out, your iPhone is probably going to have one of the best mic to camera ratios that you can find really. So yeah, you should upgrade your mic. Like we said, a $10 lapel mic on Amazon, 15 bucks. I think the one that I use, I bought for 15 bucks on Amazon. They go way higher than that. If you have the money, obviously the quality is going to get better to an extent. Go out and buy a, a shotgun mic that you can keep either next to you or if you only film a couple of feet from your camera. But I'll say that a camera should really be, if you have a smartphone, a camera should probably be one of the last things you upgrade. Mm-hmm. But when you are ready to upgrade a camera, you need to really start considering what's your use of a camera. Is a video only camera good enough for my channel or do I want a dual you know, usage camera that can take good stills but also takes great video? Personally, for new creators, I definitely recommend the Canon M50, and you can find a full review of that on our on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jake and Kate. Um, but the reason that I think that that's the best camera for new YouTubers is that one, it allows you to take decent stills, which are great for thumbnails, 
it has good video quality. It doesn't do 4K very well, but it does up to 1080p really good. You can get 120 frames per second out of it, so you can have a little bit of slow-mo work. It's got, you know, it's Wi-Fi capable. You can upload your thumbnail straight to your phone from the camera, so it's really nice. It's got a good battery life. It's lightweight. Lenses are lightweight, pretty cheap for it. So ultimately, like I think, and then the price, I mean, if you get it refurbished from Canon, you can get it for like 350 bucks. And, and so another important factor, and, and this is something that's, some people overlook when they're buying the cameras for their videos, but something that's important. Uh, what is, is there any sort of recording limit on that camera? Yeah, that's a huge deal. Is So that that one, the, the Canon one that you're talking about, Jacob, What do you know what the recording limit is? Yeah. Is there one? Well, so I think, what I've heard is that it's a 30 minute recording limit. Let me be fair. I've never, I've never actually hit that limit. Our old camera had a 20 minute recording limit and I actually did hit that pretty often. So I think that that 10 minute difference makes a lot. Um, mm -hmm. but you just need to consider like sometimes you'll find cameras with 15 minute recording limits and it's like, holy cow, you have to, you know, if you're going for a 30 minute straight through video, you're going to have a big problem having to stop that. The, the channel that my wife and I have, we're usually doing separate takes and whatnot. So we're going to naturally pause the, the camera within that 30 minute time frame. So if it does have that limit, then that's our solution to that. But you're right. There are cameras that won't have that limit. And you should consider that if you're somebody who's going to do, you know, a one straight through record or you're somebody who's trying to do like, a, you know, I'm playing a video game and I need a face cam for that. And you need 45 minutes, two hours plus whatever of a face cam without it stopping. Well, you're definitely going to need to consider that. Yeah. And so just to kind of backtrack a little bit, I wanted to mention a couple Obviously, like we said, you shouldn't spend a crazy amount right in the beginning. You don't need to. But if you're starting to want to spend, invest a little bit, and let's just say you have enough money that you want to invest a little bit and really commit, and you are set on doing this long term, and so you're going to buy some equipment. Some of the things that I would recommend, so starting with a lapel mic. Uh, a really good lapel mic is the Tascam. That's the, the brand is Tascam, T-A-S-C-A-M. And I don't remember what the model number is, but just search Tascam lapel mic on Amazon and, and maybe we'll even throw a, a link to it in the, the show notes. But search Tascam lapel mic. And uh, so that's a really, really good brand there. And for a shotgun mic, which is an on-camera mic that points in the direction of where, wherever the, the camera is pointed, uh, you can get a Rode Video mic. They've got the Rode Video Go, the Rode Video, the Rode Video Pro, different yeah. levels based off of what you need. Uh, but those are some good brands. So Rode is the, the shotgun mic and Tascam is the lapel mic. And then like Jacob said, for the camera, uh, the, the Canon, what's the model? EOS M50. Okay, I'm a Nikon guy. Nikon isn't amazing for video. They're starting to get better, but uh, yeah, I don't know Canon as well. But uh, those are some good places to start once you're really re getting ready to commit some money into your channel. Yeah, and then in terms of like LED lights and stuff like that, brand name, it doesn't really matter as much. Um, everybody's going to make, you know, lights and whatnot. Just Google or YouTube you know, or search on YouTube, what makes a good light and whatnot, and then figure out something that's going to work for your price range. And that's the biggest thing is that there's, there's really unlimited resources out there for different price ranges. And you can find, you know, people who are full, their whole career is cinematography, and they will tell you best video equipment for under 50 bucks, best video equipment for under 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. And they will tell you what you can afford and how you should upgrade it. I mean, you don't have the best camera, but it looks even worse because it's got bad lighting and it sounds bad because it has bad sound. So maybe just upgrading lighting and sound is your first step and camera comes way down the road. I mean, my wife and I were doing YouTube for almost a year before we decided to upgrade our camera. And really we only did so because we were in a place where it made sense for us. Um, but I would tell people like even then, you know, you can go more than a year. You can go years without upgrading your camera. Um, Dan, let's talk about a different form of equipment that people often overlook, and that would be the combination of hardware and software when it comes to editing a video. Yeah, so so software is somewhere uh, a place where some people get lost because you can you can research hardware and just kind of go based off of on. You could read a blog post that says get this product, this product, this product and that'll be a great setup. And you could just buy those. It's a little bit more tricky with software because obviously you have to get to know how to use it. It's not as simple as just downloading the software, plugging in the, like, uh, uploading the video to the program and go, you're all set, you know? You have to actually learn how to use it. And so diff there are different types of software uh, for that are have better uh, features, I guess you could say, for different types of use. Uh, but 
the the starting point that a lot of people start with if you have if you have an apple computer if you have an, an imac or a macbook uh imovie is where a lot of people start and i don't i don't really know what what the kind of pc because i'm a mac user i don't know what the pc alternative would be for a free video Windows editing movie maker right Isn't <laughs> sure i don't know if that's even still around i don't either there are actually though a couple free movie editing softwares available on pc and then also youtube has their own native uh you know basic video editor they're going to be super limited but mm -hmm. it's something i think to it get has gotten foot in the door yeah it's gotten better over the past year or two it definitely has but yeah so that you can start off with something that's free you don't need to invest in something that's that's really uh, in depth and has a huge learning curve right off the bat. However, if you do want to get into some more uh, intricate editing, if you want to start doing something that's more exciting and more engaging with your edits, more than just cutting video clips and putting audio, aligning audio with video, something more more than just that very plain and simple edit, then you might want to upgrade to the the two main programs that people decide between are Final Cut Pro and Adobe Premiere. And so those those two things, uh, Adobe Premiere and Final Cut Pro, uh, Final Cut Pro is basically the amped up version of iMovie. And Adobe Premiere is Adobe's, Adobe is like the best company for creative uh, editing, whether it's photo editing, video editing, graphic design, yeah. stuff like that. And so that's their video editing. They have Adobe Premiere, Adobe After Effects, they have a few different programs for video editing. And so you kind of have to decide between those two. I personally use Adobe Premiere, and I think, Jacob, you use Final Cut yeah, Pro, Yeah, I'm right? a Final Cut Pro editor. It's funny because you and I have had extensive conversations about which one's better. I mean, it's all preferential, but I'll say the reason I chose Final Cut Pro is simply because I started with iMovie, which was free. I already had a Mac from college, and I started with iMovie. I even edited it on my 11-inch MacBook Air. That thing set on fire when I had to render videos. <laughs> but <laughs> actually, one time I literally put it on a bowl of ice to cool it down while oh, I was word. rendering videos. Um, but I started, you know, I started on iMovie because it's completely free, which is so unique to to what Apple offers. But they obviously do that so they can get people to use Final Cut. And it was just like, hey, natural transition into Final Cut. It was just like learning iMovie times 10, you know, so that was a big deal for me. You have your reasons on why you picked uh, uh, Adobe Premiere. Yeah. So one of the things is, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Final Cut Pro, you just buy the program. Yeah. It's just one time, you know, three, I think it's like either two ninety nine or three ninety nine purchase. Yeah. Whereas with Adobe Premiere, it's a monthly subscription. And so it, it is a little bit different in that sense where, uh, you are constantly paying for Adobe Premiere, but you're also paying for, uh, for all of the updates as, as it goes along. Uh, those are just included. It just automatically will update. And uh, so that's one thing is whether you're paying upfront or paying monthly, a monthly subscription. The other is, um, well, first of all, if you don't have a Mac product, yeah. then you're not going to use Final Cut Pro. And if you ever plan on switching from Mac to PC, then your Final Cut purchase literally becomes useless. That yes. is something serious to take into consideration. Yeah. So if you ever want to, for example, build a really powerful PC uh, tower that has really good specs, it, it's going to it costs a lot of money to buy an iMac with those specs, but if you build a PC on your own, sometimes you can do it for a lot cheaper. And so if you ever want to do go the PC route and have this really powerful computer that you build on your own, which is definitely not for everyone. Most people would be like, no, I'm not interested in, in going that route. But if you wanted to do that down the road or hire somebody else to build one for you, then Final Cut Pro is not going to be the good thing for you to learn on. Uh, but that is one of the big differences is Final Cut Pro is for Mac for it is designed for Macs and Adobe Premiere is it, it can be on Macs or on PCs. I use a Mac, I use an iMac and I edit on Adobe Premiere. And the other thing is Adobe Premiere is a lot more, um, I, as far as I'm aware, there are a lot more plugins and features available that other people are programming for Premiere that you can download off, off the internet. Yeah. Whereas uh, Final Cut Pro has a lot of features, but it, as far as I'm aware, those are designed by Apple and provided by Apple. And so there's not as as wide of a variety of features that are available to download. Yeah, I think ultimately it is going to come down to preference, but there's some things to consider. If you if you are running like for instance a cinematography YouTube page, well then 
you might want to stick with Premiere because the ceiling is a little bit higher in terms of professional quality. Mm-hmm. While Final Cut will produce anything you need for YouTube for the average YouTube channel, but you might come to limitations if you ever try and do a full fledged film on that, which obviously you probably won't be doing but some people on youtube that is their their niche their creativity goes towards that um a great another thing to say is like animators animators are going to stick to adobe suite all the way through because the whole suite is going to help them out which is including photoshop and lightroom and and, and everything that's included in creative cloud for adobe that's going to be way more valuable to them than a simple just standalone video editing software Um, And then the last thing that I'll say is that the integration with the cloud services, Creative Cloud is a way better service than than iCloud. I mean, iCloud, if you you have any use with iCloud, I mean, it's pretty much like, you know, you give Apple your money and they give you something. You you (laughs) hope it's something good, but every single time you go to really rely on iCloud, it ends up giving you nothing and i have a personal vendetta against iCloud. J- jacob has ranted <laughs> to me for hours yeah. about his, his i have dis- i mean distaste. i pay for iCloud that's my problem is i pay for it and i have literally sat there for hours waiting for videos to move over and it's like you got to be kidding me nobody could possibly rely on iCloud in a professional manner yeah uh, but you know that that's that's just a personal vendetta Um, You know, so then also thinking about if you have a camera, you got to think about you want SD cards and stuff like that. You want different battery packs, different lenses. There's there's a lot of things you can get into. But when we're talking about starting a channel, um, work, try and work as best as you can with what you had. I told you I started my YouTube channel editing on an 11 inch MacBook Air, a 2015 11 inch MacBook Air. That thing was not made for video editing, but I did it with iMovie and it worked and I made it, you know, it may have taken twice as long to render that than if I were to buy an iMac, but it's what I had at the time. And it's what allowed me to make a proven concept of the fact that I was actually going to do this channel and actually post content regularly. I didn't want to invest too much straight off the get go. Yeah. So like we said, you, you can invest a lot. There, there are things that can cost hundreds and thousands, hundreds or thousands of dollars. Uh, I guess you could get into hundreds of thousands of dollars too, but that's, that's a whole nother production level. Yeah. Uh, but there, there are things that can cost hundreds. There are things that could cost thousands, but you really don't need those to start off your channel. If you really want to, if you have the, if you have the financial means and you're committed to it, then go for it. Buy buy really high quality uh, equipment. But we would tend to recommend not doing that right off right at the get go because you you should see how it goes for the first few weeks at least before you decide to invest that much. Now uh, moving on from there. Well, let me just say one more thing. Really sure, quickly. sure. Interrupt me. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stopping you right there. I just want to suggest two programs to people that would help out. Uh, you know, really a lot in the beginning of a YouTube channel, because one thing that you need to recognize in the beginning of a YouTube channel is that there is so or three, three programs, even there's so much importance in, in making sure that your channel looks, even though it's, even if it's a day old, you want to make sure that it looks as high quality as possible, comparable with those channels that are years old, because you you are up against them ultimately. When people are clicking videos, when they're looking at the sidebar or in their or in their recommended tab, it's you against them. YouTube is not giving preference to a channel because it's it's age. It's giving a preference to a channel because how often it's clicked and whatnot. So you know, using Canva for your thumbnails, Canva.com I think is what it is. It's a free. Mm-hmm. You can have the, the the app on your phone, or you can just go to the website on your browser, and you can make. They have YouTube banner um, presets. Templates. They have templates, thumbnails, yeah. templates. They have so many things that are all free. You can upgrade to Pro if you want, but you can start off free. It is such a valuable resource. Canva.com is great for those kind of things. Also, Photoscape X is an amazing photo editing software for free. That's the big thing about it. Is obviously it's not it's not you know as great as Photoshop is, but it's free, so it's a place to start. I still use Photoscape X because honestly I just don't do a lot of photo editing, but that's a great place to start if you want to do those custom thumbnails and whatnot. Um, and then the last thing is using a service like TubeBuddy to help you with your channel analytics. It's going to help you put the keywords that you need in. You can use the free trial while you're setting up your YouTube and that'll allow you to just get a little bit extra in in terms of keywords and searchability. And then for each video, you can utilize their their keyword tools and their SEO tools to help you really make sure that video is set up to be as popular as it can be. Those are three free softwares that are so valuable to starting a YouTube channel right there. Yeah. So then getting getting into that's actually a good way to transition into 
the third thing we want to talk about, which is how to begin your channel. Uh, you So you already talked about why uh, you've decided why and what your passion is, what you're interested in. And we've talked about what you need to begin the channel, what equipment and software you need. So the third thing is how you actually take the first steps. How do you jump in? And uh, so starting off, just what what in the very beginning, the very first few days when you're setting up your YouTube account, or maybe you have a YouTube account and you're you're just trying to set it up to actually start putting videos up, what can you do to actually set it up for success once you start publishing those videos? Uh, so like you mentioned, one of the things is Canva. Uh, Canva and Photoscape are really, really important. Or if you have Photoshop, if you have other programs available to you, like I did because I was a photographer, so I had some of those other options available. But uh, for free, Canva and Photoscape. You use those things to, to create a, a banner, a profile picture, and uh, thumbnails for your videos. And, and really make sure you spend a lot of time. Sometimes, for example, the thumbnail of your videos is going to almost be more important than the quality of your video That's to some degree. That's the make degree. or break. It really yeah. is the make or break of whether someone's going to click on your video. Who cares how good your video is if nobody sees it? Yeah. You know, only the people who will see it are able to determine how good your video is. Yeah. So the, so the very first thing that you want to think about is what is your channel going to look like? What is it, how how are you going to appear to your viewers? So you, this is kind of the marketing term for this is branding. What is your branding for your channel? Uh, so you want to to uh, right away just create a, a brand message to people who click on your channel so they know what to expect when they're gonna watch any of your videos. And a huge part of that is the profile picture and the the banner, but also the description, the title of your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jacob, when, when you were starting your YouTube channel, what were some of the things that you had to think through and and the, some of the things you've learned since you've started yeah. that would help out somebody just, just getting started? Well, when I started, I mean, SEO wasn't even something that we, my wife and I considered. We had done a, a series of Facebook videos that kind of blew up and in our mind. It was like, well, shoot, if people are going to watch these on Facebook, why don't we just throw them on YouTube and build a more sustainable platform for ourselves? And we were just relying solely on that to draw our views was our Facebook uh, group, you know, our Facebook uh, friends list and just sharing the videos on Facebook. And it worked for the first few videos, but then they started to die out. So what I would say, you know, is to start is like, first of all, you want to create a banner that looks good. And let me just I'm going to tell you something that's totally, you know, it's it's true. It's reasonable. And you got to just accept it on YouTube is that if, if you want to start a YouTube channel, you ought to just look up a couple of YouTube channels that are already doing what you want to do successfully and just draw some serious inspiration from them because they have already figured out all the all the hard things to figure out that take years and years of effort, you know? I mean, a brand, if 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 Microsoft goes out and spends a million dollars on research and development for a new product, and or, or even a better example, if, if Apple goes out and spends billions of dollars on research and development to create the iPod, Microsoft would be stupid not to create a competitor for that the second they see it successful. Because it would be stupid to, to, to say like, hey, we're not going to do that simply because we didn't pay for the research and development for that to happen. No, well, hey, it happened. You know, just just take what they've learned and use it for yourself. So with with a YouTube channel, take what other people have already learned. If, if you go and you make a banner, if you have like an art YouTube channel and you go and you make a banner that looks like nobody else's banner that is in the art community. Well, then obviously you're not going to seem like an art YouTuber to people who are wanting to watch or listen or watch, sorry, art YouTubers and follow them. So first of all, it's definitely draw inspiration from those who have already done well in that community, but really like making sure that you have a profile picture that's clickable, you know, Facebook, I mean, not Facebook, YouTube loves faces, faces and thumbnails, faces on profiles, faces and banners. They love faces. Faces mean personalities, personalities mean brands, brands mean money, you know, so, so throw, throw a clear high quality picture up there, use the max resolution that you can put a nice edit on it, make sure that it shows something, you know, very obvious to your channel for my wife and I, we just do a clear picture of our faces together. And it's, as simple as that. Then for a banner, make sure that your banner, it doesn't have to completely match it, but you know, if you, you don't want your banner to be totally con you know, contrary to your profile picture. So if a profile picture is, is you and 
you know, a picture of your face and your banner is a picture of some mountain somewhere. Maybe those don't go together. So make sure that you're in your banner and then in your banner, you can put stuff like videos every Tuesday, or here's a link to my Instagram or, you know, comment down below for this or something like that. You can, you can expand your brand in your banner and use it. Well, make sure that your banner is, is something that's easily viewable on every platform. Everybody who's created a YouTube banner knows the struggle of getting it to fit not only the mobile <laughs> platform, but also the size of a TV. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why YouTube does that. And I've spent days working on a YouTube banner, but ultimately just create something that works on all platforms. It doesn't look stupid once you blow it up to TV size. It's it, it, it's it's possible to do. Trust me. And, and you said something really important there that I just want to focus on a little bit is you you've spent days on creating a banner. This is not something uh, this is a huge mistake that a lot of people make when starting off is they think that they should pour all of their time and effort into the videos and they just neglect their channel, the the profile picture, the banner, the mm -hmm. description, stuff like that. You should spend a lot of time, a lot of time figuring out what your your channel should look like from the get go. Uh, because creating a brand is creating a brand that people recognize and people know and people know what to expect from is the way that you create loyal followers. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, they're interested in one video, so they watch that video, but they become interested in you in what you have to offer. And so uh, just Jacob saying that just just I really wanted to highlight that because you should take a lot of time uh, to sit down and plan out and maybe sketch out a couple ideas make a few different ones, see what looks the best. So I just wanted to really point out what, what Jacob said there. It's, it's so important. Really take some time to, to make sure that you are uh, putting the best, your best foot forward right in the beginning with your channel art, with your, with your uh, profile picture and your banner. Yeah. And that's something that honestly, I overlooked that in the very beginning, but luckily we picked up on it pretty quickly. And, and since then we found a banner that we think works for us. Listen, you don't have to change your banner every week. Let that sucker stay. They take so long to make a high quality one and to make it work for every platform. Let that thing stay there for months and months and months and make that your brand so that your, your followers know what they're coming to every single time they click on your channel. Um, and then also creating your thumbnails, making sure that those look good. Like, a, like I, we said before, Canva is invaluable. You know, it's amazing for creating thumbnails and you ought to utilize that. Um, I don't know how many times I see on these Facebook pages about small YouTubers, people post, oh, should I use this thumbnail, this thumbnail, you know, the A, B or C, which thumbnail should I post on my next video? And I'm looking at them like all three are crap <laughs> and not because I'm trying to hate on them, but because I wouldn't click on any of them. I mm -hmm. want the thumbnail to be clean. I want to see your face in it. I want to see the, the text that's in it. Here's something that I learned um, pretty early on that I think is so important. You have basically three things that people see when they, or two things that people see when they see your video if they want to click on it. One is a thumbnail, one is a title. People do not, listeners, do not put the same words that are in your title in your thumbnail. It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Why would you put, if you're reading a book, why would you put the same words on both pages? You only have two things that people see, your thumbnail and your title. Make the title very intriguing, very good, and then make the thumbnail very intriguing, very good, but different. So for instance, if I have a video about, you know, um, I'm just thinking like my wife's pregnant, she's in labor. Not, she's not, by the way. But, you know, if that was a video, maybe in the, in the uh, title, I'll put my wife's pregnant. You know, but then in the thumbnail, I'll put she's in labor because that's a different message that you're putting along now. Two different things that people are seeing to make them want to click it. If you just repeat the title in the thumbnail, then you're basically wasting the important space of your thumbnail. Yeah. And here's what I would recommend. So the thumbnail, you, you have a really intriguing picture, something that's really clean and, and just looks really nice. And you have some words on it that are really attention grabbing. It really catches somebody's attention. Not and clickbait. Then, yeah, not clickbait. You know, it may be borderline clickbait. Yeah, no. but make sure that what you're actually saying is in the video. Yeah, yeah. So don't do clickbait, but something that's really going to grab people's attention. And part of that is planning out your video, making sure that there's something in your video. Uh, really, when you're when you're trying to figure out what your video is going to be about, you should be thinking about the yeah. thumbnail and the title. Um, but you want to have something really uh, attention grabbing in the in the thumbnail. And then in the title, you want to go more still attention grabbing, still intriguing, but more of the informational route. 
And so um, that because the thumbnail is always the first thing people are going to see. And then if it's intriguing, they'll read the title. Exactly. So that's kind of the route you want to go when you're designing those. And two. the title is what it's going to be searched off of, too. You're not going to find yeah. something off of the thumbnail. So making sure that the title is searchable, which sometimes searchable is is not as attention grabbing, but it's still important to do. I mean, for instance, my video on the Canon EOS M50, that video does does pretty decent for our channel. And it's one of those videos where it's like, it's a slow climb, but the it's so searchable and then it's combined with a high quality thumbnail because it's a camera review. It better have a high quality thumbnail. Yeah, it's yeah. literally like if you can't make a thumbnail that's as good as the camera as you're reviewing, it's not gonna pan well for people, you know, it's not gonna look well for people who are who wanna watch that video. Um, you know, and then Looking at all of that, you know, you've got to consider should you you should have at least a couple, maybe five to 20 video ideas starting to go get a journal or a notepad or, or put a note on your phone where you're jotting down video ideas. You're kind of filtering them out. You're able to pick the cream of the crop. You're able to listen to the people. Um, you know, we want to mention, like, should you have a different platform? Well, you know, a different platform to share these things on. For instance, should you create a Facebook page that corresponds with your YouTube page or should you create an Instagram page that corresponds with your YouTube page? I would say yes and no. Yes, because it would be nice to have that extra platform where your fans can follow or find you from. But if you're not going to keep up with it, don't waste your time on it. Put that effort into your YouTube channel. And we heard about this in episode two with Austin. He talked about becoming a master of the one thing that you're on before you try and expand too mm -hmm. far out. And I would say that too. So many people are like, I'm going to become an internet influencer tomorrow. You know, but if you've listened to this podcast enough, you understand that most of the people that we're talking about, they're not internet influencers on day one. They become an influencer on a platform and then they bring those fans over to different platforms to expand their fan base. But they start out on one, whether they start out on TikTok first or YouTube first or Instagram first, they first build their initial following on a single platform. And that is important because that just allows you, you know, if you're going to do YouTube, do it right. If you're going to do Instagram, do it right. Do it with your full energy. But if you're going to do YouTube and Instagram, both 50%, that's not worth it. That's not going to get you where you need to be on either platform. Yeah, those are just some kind of bullet point uh, ideas for you of how to begin your channel. But you can do a lot of research about how to actually, how do you script out a video? Should you script it out? Should you just kind of wing it? Uh, what works for your personality? You know, there are some other things to consider too that you can do some research on. And a lot of that has to do with what type of channel you're going to start. Is it going to be product reviews? Is it going to be just uh, videos of you doing something like Jacob mentioned earlier, like a barber just cutting hair? Is yeah. it just going to be videos of that? You know, what what type of video is it going to be? Yeah. There, there are a lot of different routes you can go. And so actually forming your channel and forming your videos is kind of specific to those channels, but those are some yeah. very basic things that apply just, across the board. Let me tie into that really quickly because you you gave a really great point. If you are somebody who's creating, like if you wanna do a video essay channel, then you're probably gonna to wanna to invest first in a mic and in your editing software because those are basically the meat of your video. If you are somebody who is like a barber and you just wanna set up a camera to film, you know, you really just invest in a tripod to set up the camera, you know? But if you're somebody who's doing like a nice scripted video, well, you might wanna, or, or if you're doing a product review, you might wanna invest in your camera first because high quality video is gonna mean so much more for that. So you're totally right that the different types of channels have different needs and you you should invest in them differently at different times. Um, really, I will say this, that's pretty much all the time that we have for this portion of our episode, but we will continue our conversation. We're actually going to get into what to expect from your new channel. Now, this is really the meat of it. We kind of teased this in the beginning um, and we want to save this for our after show listeners. What should you expect from your new channel? Those first couple months, how much should you expect to get paid, if at all? You know, what should you expect for viewership and whatnot? We'll get into that. We'll share our personal experiences. Uh, all you have to do is go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Influencer Breakdown Podcast and become a TIBP VIP to listen to that right now. Yeah, we're excited to see you there. So again, go to you can go to Patreon sla uh, slash the Influencer Breakdown. Uh, and or you could go to the influencerbreakdown.com and there is a button that you can click on to listen to the after show. So go ahead and, and go there, share it with your friends. Excited to see you there. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.